podcast listeners. If you hear my voice right now, I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You'll see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I very much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. Peace. In this week's episode, we are going to be reconnecting uh, with my good brother, Divine Culture. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast for some time, you may recall, um, you know, almost about a, about a year and a half ago, uh, Divine uh, appearing on the pod, and we had a, a brief, brief discussion around education, a couple other matters, um, with the intention of having additional dialogue that didn't take place. Uh, so, you know, we just made some time this week to catch up, reconnect, you know what I mean, and see if we could add on. So, uh, please, as always, take the best part for yourself. Peace. Peace. This is the Ash Your Old Head podcast with Justice Rod G, and I am joined by my good brother and, um, you know, the promised uh, second return of my brother, Divine Culture. Uh, so we're just going to get it. Divine, how you doing tonight? Peace, Justice. I'm well, man. I'm, um, I'm, uh, I'm. I'm in a good space right now, you know, mind and body. Man. So, um, I mean, just to get us going, I'm, I'm just dive right in. So I think in our first conversation, um, which was about, I guess about two years ago now, um, uh, I, th- I think in that conversation, we discussed a little bit about uh, your work in education and you also your experience, as I like to think, talk about, you know, you as someone who's working in education, but is also working on the furtherance of your own education. So you're an educator and educating <laughs> at the same time, yeah. right? Um, and I'd love to get to maybe just start off with what are some of your your thoughts about this last year in terms of the experience of education, um, you know, in the conditions of the pandemic, you know, as a, as a professional who has, has taught young people and taught college level, right, um, as well? Yes, yeah. Um, I- yeah, yeah, I could speak on that from a couple of different perspectives as a uh, as an educator, as a graduate student, and as a adjunct faculty member. Um, it's been a, a very uh, memorable year, and I think memorable may be a downstatement. Um, uh, COVID in relationship to education has sent an electric shock mm-hmm. onto the people. You know. Um, you know, me um, being from Pittsburgh and always making uh, Steelers references and football references, it was like a, uh, it was like a hurried snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the O'Donnell days. <laughs> In the O'Donnell days, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was like a hurry snap when the, the center uh, hurriedly snaps the ball and then the quarterback is like juggling the ball, juggling the ball, trying to get a pass down the field and um that's what it reminded me of um uh regarding you know k through 12 um 
it was different for elementary and high school uh, because you know high school students could be a bit more um, responsible as it pertains to engaging and learning virtually, whereas the relationship between classroom management and elementary um, is a bit unique uh, mm-hmm. because you know that age students like to be very you know autonomous. So I've seen some good things. I've heard of some good things regarding K through 12 virtual learning, but with um, the lack of technology access in the beginning, um, the lack of uh, training for teachers regarding the migration to virtual learning, you know, as I said, it was a hurry snap. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do uh, think was beneficial overall was COVID showing the inequities in education. Um, and now it's kind of like everyone's like, all right, we need to rethink education. <laughs> you know, it took a pandemic for us to be like, rethink education. As much as people are talking about culturally responsive education in 2021, I've been talking about this since 2005. Mm-hmm. Being an ELA teacher um, and being forced because of evaluation to teach content that was not culturally responsive or culturally sustaining to students. I've been talking about this since I've gotten into education. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, you may have an administrator who, you know, um, has a uh, empathetic ear to that topic at the time, but because the fact that these jobs are associated with people's salaries and salaries, you know, help people live their lives, you know, people, um, they look the other way, or they did, they did look the other way. Um, now, uh, with George Floyd, uh, untimely passing, um, because he was murdered, now everybody is, you know, raising their eyebrows about, you know, then some things need to change. K through 12, people were saying, some things need to change. Higher education, people were saying, some things need to change. You know, but the reality is everything that's taking place is how it was designed. Um, I am uh, an educator with the lens throughout the K through 12 and higher ed pipeline, which is P through 20, uh, P through 16. 20 is, you know, occupational attainment, what people do after they get done um, with uh, college. But it's like, when we look at the origin of education in America, it was never intended to um, empower black and brown students anyway. Uh, And when you look at higher education, Harvard University starting in 1636, it was specifically a factory, if I may, of social capital for one particular demographic, which was white men. So, um, Echoing some of my earlier sentiments, you know, we're in uh, antiquated times where everyone is now, excuse me, we are in a time where real people are realizing that the tools we've been using are antiquated. So, uh, again, as I said, it's about people realizing things need to change. Mm. So, yeah, um, a lot happened this year, and I think that people are now able to be reflective 
But in order for things to, you know, change, there needs to be some swift movement regarding policy because policy is the only way in education that you may see um, change where people are held accountable. You know, sometimes when we talk about equity and um, and being culturally responsive, there's a lot of uh, faux responsiveness, you know, not mm-hmm. like the faux I would like to eat right now, P-H-O, but <laughs> F-A-U-X, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, there's a lot of faux behavior as it pertains to really wanting to be diverse. Um, and that's because it's still fairly new, you know. Um, it's still fairly new that higher education administrators are saying, okay, we have these, uh, we have these, these brochures with a few black people on the brochure, but we know that, you know, it's not like that when people are on these campuses in mm-hmm. regards to representation. So um there's gonna be a lot of uh there needs to be a lot of meetings of the minds with a very diverse group of minds at these tables in order for things to really be, you know, impactful and meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, education is a big, um, it's a big blur right now. It's a big blur. Uh, willfully with uh, Secretary Cardona, um, who is a, you know, lifelong educator. Um, you know, I, uh, I think that he is going to be someone who uh, is going to strive to make change if that takes place. If it takes place. Yeah. Like, what would be, like, an example of a, of a of, you know, of, of a policy concept that, I mean, like, I, I guess I'll start from here with a little bit of experience in my house. So my daughter, um, she ended up in one form of a, home like online school she's high school age and it was this curriculum that was sort of like it was almost like a package curriculum where you could go in and do some of the work and then you had like almost like a like a recitation kind of class with the teacher where I started to go like do the lesson do the activities and then you could like meet go to this other meeting and ask the teacher questions about what you did you know what I mean mm-hmm. and presuming you did the work you know what I mean then they maybe could give you relevant you know input on what you're doing or explain a concept um which on its face seemed like something that would be really um great for like a young person who was like kind of really like oh i can just go in here and do this like and if they can understand it like they could maybe just blast through the stuff they understand and then spend more time on stuff they don't understand like in theory um but the way that played out for her was the the lack of the social interaction, like you know, with classmates and with the teacher, even mm. it just it didn't work. It wasn't working. Like she couldn't, you know, she couldn't always, you know, and for whatever reason, she couldn't always bring herself to do, you know, some of the work, um, or she would do it and, and catch up, or you know, and they had all this open time to catch up, like if they forgot stuff. But it was almost like it was almost like you had too much time. <laughs> like it, it it was very interesting trying to help her. Um, and then also, you know, being home, being home, but not really being home. Cause I'm working, you know, from home, yeah. he's working from home and everybody's in the house, but everybody's supposed to be doing something else. They, 
<laughs> not really free. And, you know, then later she switched to here, what we call like the comprehensive school model, which is basically the school, like when school opened here, which they're just starting. She'll start going to some hybrid days and stuff. But those classes were like a live Zoom class. It was like a class and the teachers talking and doing stuff live in real time. And then like you go, you know, almost more like you would do in school if you was there in person where like the teacher does some activities and you participate and then you might break out and have to do some other work on your own. Mm -hmm. But it had more of the social interaction, which worked a lot better for her. Right. And so it's got me thinking about, you know, structures that like work for some kids don't work for other kids. Um, and, and I just, in my own head, I don't have any elementary age, uh, kids, but I, I was just trying to figure, I have no idea how any of this would work with like an eight year old and like, right. like tell them like, Hey, be over here by this screen, my man, I'm going <laughs> to be right back. Like I just, so like, what would be for you or what you've seen, are there any concepts or things you've seen in this year or even been asked for input on in your works? Like that are like, well, maybe this piece would be something we could keep, but like this piece is clearly showing this is not enough. Like what's some of your reflections that you've seen in that? Yeah, that I think we're still in a, in a gray space um, where people need to rethink education. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that some virtual learning is not going to go away. And I'm not just talking about education in different sectors. Like the whole virtual exchange is not going to go away. And I think it's actually going to be wedded with face-to-face, um, depending on the districts. You know, um, as of today, you know, I was told that, you know, the COVID uh, numbers have actually increased um, as of late. So who knows where we'll be in, in, in August right. with um, the uncertainty with vaccines, Johnson & Johnson callbacks, all these different details. So I think that we're in a stage where um, there's going to have to be some meaningful thinking that is badged with like endless ingenuity. Like we really need some creative minds. This might even look like, you know, leaning on, um, minds from different sectors, you know what I mean? To like really see how we can carry on, um, with educating America's students and countering the learning loss because um, that's what's taking place this year. And it may be some um, some um, glowing areas in certain parts of America, but um, regarding black and brown students uh, that I have heard and engaged, there's been, you know, significant learning loss this year, so- you know. Like when we hear a lot about the the concept of learning loss, could you give people like your interpretation, like of what that means? Like, what does it mean when a student has learned it? Like, has experienced learning loss? Like, what is that? Like, I don't know, in like layman's terms, so to speak. Well, you know, if we've had engagement pre-pandemic, Monday through Friday from eight o'clock to three thirty. Um, with you know uh critical thinking reading writing um and then to a real shabby form of that same type of engagement uh where students may have then migrated to entertainment or instagram you know like 
that's a form of learning loss. Like there hasn't been that same type of reading and writing, especially when there's in certain um, communities where the reading and writing only takes place in school. Like Mm -hmm. pre-pandemic, the only reading and writing took place in school, not not after hours. Um, So uh, those are, you know, some examples of of learning loss. Um, But now we have these new schedules where, you know, people have classes Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday, um, class Friday. I think that, and you utilize this language and I embrace it, structure is going to be very important moving forward. And I think that people are, um, are school districts are going to have their own individualized ways of how this structure looks. I don't think it can be uniform uh, because of, you know, the diverse learning areas and spaces that we have in America. Is anything you've seen in this year Give give you any thought that something because I've I've always been in a thought at least especially in, in you know in uh what is it uh K through twelve education that for s- some youth some of our young people that you know for whatever reasons are not coming from or not in an environment that they're going to get you know they need they need more time <laughs> they need more access you know I mean to an to a learning experience but not necessarily that they just need to be in the classroom longer, but they need, they need, they need that, they need that like after school experience and they need, Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, is there any, and, and, and that sometimes maybe if they started at 10 AM and went a little later, instead of starting at, you know, nine or eight or, you know, seven forty-five, whatever, you know, with some school, like, they could have a better outcome, right? Yeah, but, you yeah. know, the, but the structuring of schools where it's like, well, but you know, if we got half, we got 30 kids that go to school from 10, 10 to five o'clock, who's going to staff that? What teacher gets that deal? How we move mm-hmm. the administration? That becomes all this stuff that's about adults and not the kids necessarily. Has anything, or do you have any thoughts around like the fact that like, as a lot of people have lamented, like the idea of the snow day is probably gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the snow days, we knew it where it's like, oh, man, it's snow day. You can't go to school, dog. You know what I mean? We was going to be home. And it's like, nah, man, crack that computer open. Yeah. <laughs> like, we about to have yeah. school. Right. Yeah. But, you know, and that would be and a lot of people would experience that as a loss. Right. Because they remember, like, the kind of the joy of the snow day where you'd be like, oh, man, I thought I was going to school today. But now nah, I'm about to be outside playing. Right. Mm. If, you know, if you were fortunate enough to do so. Um but is there something in there where maybe points to like, well, look, we got all these tools. We, we've got people moving around. Maybe we can embrace some you know, alternative schedules and some like redesigning the way people move in buildings and stuff and using these tools. Do you think there's any, is there any space for that? Is there anything in your Absol- experience scene where people might actually be open to these ideas now? <laughs> is there space for that? Yes. Are people open to these ideas? I would say no, or a better answer would be, I expect predicted pushback, mm-hmm. you know, because um, there's politics involved, you know. Um, but the reality is a student can go into class one-on-one and get introduced to a subject 
for two hours or three hours a day. And then that instruction face-to-face can be followed with content or um, complementary instruction by way of YouTube or Khan Academy. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that content can be then complemented with some type of uh, instruction with university part by way of university partnerships. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different, and I'm just saying that off of the top of the head, there's so many different ways that we can like, um, if I can say braid the experience okay. students need, like I said before, there's the face to face, then there's the, um, there's the, uh, the uh, instruction by way of technology. And then there's the instruction leaning on the expertise in higher education, you know, um, and just like braiding three plats, like that could be, you know, an option. Uh, there's so many, but that can be an option in regards of finding a creative means of structure for post-pandemic education. Mm-hmm. So, um, there are so many great minds that I'm just coming across by way of Twitter. That's my only social media. But um, in the event that there could be a table, four legs, I don't know how long, you know what I'm saying? But there's a table where you can get some of these great thinkers together with public school administrators and parents and community members, um, I am certain that we as people have enough um, willpower to bring something into existence that will meet the needs of our students with uh, the following topics being very pronounced right now. Race relations, COVID-19 and technology, you know? So that's a unique intersection that we are at right now and it can't be ignored. We cannot talk about race and race relations because COVID has made us aware. I mean, black people have always been made aware, but there's certain individuals um, because of class that they may have not realized how arduous it may be to be and exist in the body of a black man or a black woman or a black child, mm-hmm. you know? So um, um, now that everybody, you know, it's almost like pandemic has allowed the Windex to be sprayed. And right now, you know, we're, we're using a nice brownie piece of paper towel, mm-hmm. and clear. So, and then what happened? Right. right. <laughs> so, and then what happened? What are we going to do next? What type of swift action is going to follow? Because, you know, um, even when I'm out, man, I can just tell, like, there's a certain energy in the atmosphere. Like, people may be like, I'm, I'm experiencing a whole different type of kind, you mm-hmm. know, in D.C. Yeah, like, whether I'm running, you know, um, you know, people who don't know the Black experience, and this is not a lot of people, but I've had some notable exchanges where it's like, 
you know, there's uh, exchanges that evoke allyship, you know, and I think that that's very important because privilege that people can, that the privilege that people possess can be used as um, an anchor for a greater quality of life or greater quality of education for black and brown people across America and other marginalized communities in addition to white poor communities that do exist. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think it's, um, I mean, I think we're, this is the type of event, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, obviously on some things, it, some things are going to obviously are going to change slower than others. Some people mm. have already, um, um, if, if you were comfortable calling this moment of racial reckoning, some folks have already made it clear, like they're not really here for the racial reckoning. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and I think um, and then other people you know it, it'll be interesting to see you know as we get into the summer um, and at least as it relates to education and having a second summer because I, cause I think for sure like in the spring last year it was like I don't know what we gonna do and it was like ah, you know <laughs> like chuck it up there like you know what I'm saying and then as your analogy spoke to then the fall like all right we kind of got a plan we're gonna see if this works yeah now you got a whole year you know a lot of places are saying yeah we whatever whatever the conditions are we're going back to buildings is basically that's know, what you're hearing yeah that's the energy and, and and I would say in a broader sense you know, I think of of all systems, like, you know, the private job markets, everything sort of like, yeah, uh, we are going to open up in the fall of hella high water, as, as as one might say. So, you know, so for some folks, you know, it's like, you know, they may not, they not, may not be at the um, mandated to return to a building if you were in the type of work where, where you could work remote and still do your job. But a lot of places are going to be like, well, yeah, we kind of want you to come back to the building. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, sports leagues are, are operating like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have fans <laughs> next year. There's gonna be people in the crowd. You know, hit shows like everybody's like everything's coming back. You know, whatever the conditions are. And I and I'm I'm just curious. You know how people how fast people. I mean, some people I, I, as I've seen they they just be out. You know what I'm saying? I know you 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 run. So you be moving around and 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 seeing, you know, folks, um, you know, when you when you're doing 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 your sport and training, um. But I, I'm I'm curious in how people will start coming back together. You know what I mean? Like, what will it look like? Um. I I, I don't think everybody's going to rush outside in in the same way. Although I think people are at some point just going to cut loose and take risks because they're like, I've been in the house too much or I've been yeah. away from my loved ones too much or, you know what I'm saying? So if I have a, some sense of safety, I'm going to make some try. So, and I think within the, the realm of education and I appreciate you for sharing from the perspective uh, of, of an educator, I want to circle back in a moment to, to your own experience as a person that, that's working on doctorate. But before that, um, you know, what, what are, has been some of your experiences with, with your training, with your running, you know what I'm saying, in fitness, you know, in the outdoors this time? Because I've been, well, I've had, uh, uh, well, I had a couple different things happening, but I have a, like a, a, a knee thing that I've been figuring out, you know, doing physical therapy, getting that back. But I, this week, just this week, really, I really got my, got my bike back mm, got good. on the road. Um, 
And so I'm just curious, you know, what, what's been your, your, what has been your feeling? Like how is getting on the road, running, being outside? Like how's that showing up for you recently in terms of your care? Even when the last time we recorded, I think that day you had went out for a run or the next morning. <laughs> you got yeah, I did. I ran, I ran, Chicago. I ran in Chicago um, when we were, uh, when we were there. In fact, you know, any city I, I go to, I make sure I get a couple of miles in. Um, but to answer your question, I want to lead with this. Um, back before the jogging thing got to be a craze during the late 60s or so, I used to go out every couple of days and run around the half mile track at a park. In those days, into my mind, the body was what the mind was. And so I was out of all the time flying around the track. Also, I take off at least once a week and go zooming around the lake itself about three miles or so. It brought back my high school cross country days, the wind in your face, talking to yourself and thinking great, out of breath, slightly agonized thoughts. Mm. That was a, a piece from uh, a Mary Baraka uh, from um, a book of short stories called Tales of the out in the gone and um i embrace you know uh i embrace all of mary baraka's writings but that particular part it kind of like encapsulate my experience with running like um in regards of there being this this intimacy just with nature while while running mm. the wind in your face talking to yourself and thinking great like it's been a lot of, you know, it's just you out there when you run, even when you're running with a bunch of people, you know, I run with my brother sometimes, it's still just a one-on-one -on -one thing that's taking place with you in time. So it's been rather therapeutic for me. It's been like a sense of therapy. Now I've always ran. Um, I mean, there's been some large gaps, <laughs> especially <laughs> when I was out hanging out every night, but um, um, I ran when I was younger and, you know, the pandemic has allowed me to um, to rethink how many times I engage throughout the week because now I'm trying to get it in as much as possible, you know, um, without so many large gaps. But uh, running has been like uh, been an anchor for my piece. Um, the there's a there's this 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 uh, exchange with my body and sweating. And this emotion of feeling accomplished after I get done with a run that it's just been everything for me. So um, it has definitely just been therapeutic. And it's also been interesting to see the behaviors of others while running. Mm -hmm. so, um, even today, when I was running in New York, it was interesting. I ran in New York at 630 in the morning and there were, there were not many people out at all but um i would i ran up running to central park so me as a black man running to central park i mean i couldn't help but think about central park mm -hmm. uh, exactly. yeah you know and so while i'm running i'm still engaging with this this identity of me being a black man and something could happen mm -hmm. although that took place in the 80s you know there's just like this thing when Am I running to something? Am I running from something? Or is he running to really just be in shape? So some of the responses I got, I got a, I got a couple thumbs up today when I was running. Huh. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you know, but there's like the gaze. There's like the, the gaze when you're running. Like people, you know, depending on what city you're in, you know, uh, it may be kind of awkward to see a black male running. Mm-hmm. Why there's all these different running groups coming up right now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, with the early the early morning aspect, um, I mean, when you run, do you I mean like like are you building up to something? Like, or is it just something that, you know, you're just sort of trying to maintain, right? Like, are you like, I want to run a marathon or I want to mm. run a half marathon or, you know, is that in your, in your calculus or, the, or your, your, your plans or is it just, just the, the meditative value, right? Yeah. Now? It's just been the meditative value. And then like, you know, to be honest, brother trying to watch his weight, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> although I've been playing bass for Years upon years, I mean, I'm flirting with 20 years of being plant-based. Plant-based food is still calories. I can eat as much um, uh, Beyond Meat sandwiches. It's still going to get similar calories, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's just something I wanted to, it was a goal of mine to just make sure that I was fit as I realized it was going to be kind of like this very lingering end date regarding the pandemic. And as long as, you know, Dr. Fauci and um, all these other experts said it was okay to run, I said, you know, I'm going to make this, I'm going to revisit my, my childhood, like Nas would say, me revisit my childhood, my younger years, and get out here and sweat. And, um, you know, it's funny, my body reminds me of like, yo, you know, you ain't ran in a couple of days. Like, my legs feel a different type of way. You know? <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, it's almost like me becoming even more in tune with self mm-hmm. and, and being reflective. You know, um, as some people uh, take showers and have great ideas, sometimes I have, you know, great ideas while running. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I so, I mean, I'm just shared this over the last. It has been over the last four or five months between work and other things. Like I've been been training Capoeira. Oh, okay, that's peace. Working, but I've been having this. Really, for like the last two years, I've been having this knee pain, which I didn't traditionally. I haven't had, and mm-hmm. and I'm like, damn, like, what did I, you know, trying to figure out why, like, that I, I, I injured something. So I finally got an MRI, um, because I had done therapy twice and got X-rays, and they were inconclusive. And I had MRI in the fall, and so I finally get it checked out. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got meniscus tear, you got, you know, this, you got bone, this bone on the bone, da da da. I'm like, huh. I'm like, well, maybe, you know, so my thing is, I'm trying to figure out with, with my own body in terms of functioning. I'm already like, you know, almost like, the, are you hurt? Are you injured? <laughs> like, do I have mm-hmm. something? Like, is there something actually wrong that can be fixed or adjusted? You know what I'm saying? Or is this something that I have to what adjust to? I mean, I got to work my body around. What's happening? You know what I mean? In that meaning, my diet, exercise, my, you know, what type of training I do, so that I can still be active. Um, cause I, cause I need the the, the stress release, uh, especially of like, uh, weirdly enough, I'm not really big on running, but I like walking real far. <laughs> and <I've always laughs> I can like, dig it. And I like riding, the, you know, riding the bike. Um, you know, I, I think at least for me, I've I've found that the physics of my body. Like I, in the past, I've been able to to work myself up to being able to, you know, do, you know, maybe do like a five mile run, you know what I'm saying? And, and not, not damage anything, but, um, 
I, I I've never I've never uh, athletically just been able to go like man I'm gonna go ahead and out here jog for seven miles like I'm you know like mm. but I, I, like I'd rather jump rope or do intervals of some kind that that mimic the energy of a run but just mm. running um any event so so I go get checked out and and orthopedics like look but your meniscus has probably been torn for like seven, eight years. <laughs> I don't know like why it's hurt. Like it, it could be hurting now just yeah. of, you know, like you could basically he's like, yeah, like you you know, your one leg, this, this is probably actually this growth plate on this side, you know, grew fat, slopped faster or went, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he's breaking it down. He's like, if you don't want any pain, the only thing you could do is like a knee replacement. Which you're too young for a knee replacement. And I was like, yeah, I'm too young. I'm not getting no knee replacement. I'm 45 years old. I'm going to get a knee replacement. <laughs> yeah. I'm 45, you know what I'm saying? And so he's like, but he's like, you know, we'll do, you know, get you therapy. I get it. I get a knee, there's a, a knee brace. And um, and something also I'm not good with is like pain meds of any kind. And he's like, you know, he's like, well, we could do a cortisone, you know, which I've never done. I know people go, they get cortisone shots for stuff. I'm like, you know, in my head, my my own justice he man macho stuff is like I don't need no pain relief. I'm just gonna mm. use my mind, you know what I'm saying? And I put, <laughs> put a compress on it. So any event, you know, he gives me the shot. He's like, well, look, from a training from a therapeutic perspective, the thing that helps with getting the cortisone is if you do physical therapy and start working on some training, you can get you can close the negative feedback loop where you're feeling the pain. Mm-hmm. So that you can, you know, do some training to strengthen, you know, your glutes and do this other stuff and, you know, adjust the length of your, some of your ligaments, you know, do the training um, and work on stability so that when, so that basically you have some space to get your, to get the feedback loop that is healthy. Cause it's been, you know, killing me for like the last two years. Like I can't, you know, train even the way that I want to. So what I'm saying on that say is um i've had to step away from capoeira for a little bit um maybe for longer we'll see because just certain parts of the training with where my knee is at it like i did i had done some work and i went back to a couple classes to try it out and it was like oh yeah it's like the like the exact pain like restarting Mm. but i was trying to get because i haven't rode my bike regularly for like the, I had I was riding my bike a lot like I was up to like I think I told you like I did like Seattle to Portland ride you know what I'm saying which is yeah 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 do a mile bike ride and all of that stuff so I was I was you know I wasn't out here I wasn't getting uh what's what's your man's name did the, 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 the stuff Major Taylor yeah 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 well that's a good one yeah I'm going on my Major <laughs> Taylor you know what I'm saying I'm out here riding so um so. And I was getting to what you said about trading. So I, I got an exercise bike in the crib that while I was waiting to get my bike, because my, my bike needed like the tune-ups but stuff. And it was, you know, waiting to get out down the road. So I'm spinning on, I'm spinning on that and I'm doing this. And so Monday this week, I get my bike back and I'm like, let me go for like a little ride. And I'm like, I am not in bicycle shape. Like, you know, struggling up hills and my, my feet don't, my clips ain't, you know what I mean? But then I said, well, let me, let me make a plan. Right. So mm-hmm. over my other two days this week, I, I guess a little road with a loop where I could do, you know, kind of like a loop interval and adjust how intense I ride. And I got, you know, through good workouts in, but I needed to add to that for my own, you know, stress and, and 
and mental clarity. I have to do something that's anaerobic, like some lifting and some something that you know, little push-ups, but not just not I need more than push-ups. So I had to weave all that in. And from a mental clarity perspective, it's kind of opened up, you know, kind of calmed me down, you know what I'm saying, this last two weeks. Because yeah. I've been kind of exercise that I need to get the stress out of my body when I'm like pace it. That was my very long meandering way <laughs> to, mm. to add all with you and where you started with the Baraka piece of that, that where your thoughts, you know what I mean, could come to you and you can kind of like be even if you you're paying just because even when I'm working out, you know, I'm like kind of looking around. This like, okay, then, but then you click, you get moments where you just be thinking about what you're thinking, right? Like mm. and your body moving, and then you come back like, oh, is that a car? Okay, you know, then you then you have that. Th- you come back to that thought. Then I think um, long type exercises like running, uh, like cycling, like uh, even cross country skiing, something where you're going, you know, 30, 40 minutes. I think those and just walking. Why I've always been advocate of just you know take a take a forty five minute walk, man. Like you get enough time that your brain, as I see it, can can like okay, I'm I'm in rhythm. I'm in rhythm. Hey, remember that thing you was thinking and boop, 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 and, it, and it bubbles back out, right? <laughs> and I always find so like when you do your training, or do your running, do you do anything like after? Do you ever like get back and write? like any notes on how you're doing things or like any way that you try to document, you know, your, 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 your headspace, which, which, your- uh, well, I do. Um, it's like a habit of mine actually. And it's, uh, I always question myself about it. Like, yo, if I, my battery dies and I'm not able to log my run, am I going to stop the run? You know what I mean? Like, like, if I'm running six miles, I want the whole six miles logged, you know, mm-hmm. that is like a ritual thing for me. Um, but I even did it when I was in the, in the gym, like doing weights, I always documented, you know, the number of pull-ups I did, um, how many sets of whatever I did. So, um, I do, that's one way that, you know, the relationship of working out and technology is that I'm always on apps, you know, trying to find what are the best types of stretches, um, before or after a run, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and uh, as you were talking about cross-country skiing, all these things, stretching in the self is something that I think that we need to engage in just to keep the body, you know, fresh, you know? Um, and it's like a, a pre or a posting or, you know, if I don't get a run in the day, all right, well, you know, let me get a 20-minute stretch in. Mm-hmm. Um, me being a graduate student, I'm able to reap the benefits one of the benefits of uh of um using peloton um um and uh able to participate in some of the classes that they have and some of the the, the five minute stretches oh man just stretching and following them it's a workout you know mm-hmm. so advocate you know um if we can get out there and get a half a mile run or a 45 minute uh walk you know, getting a five minute stretch, you know, is very beneficial. It's beneficial to me, you know. So yeah. that's another uh, you know, another another part of um working on our body that has strong connective tissue to running, pun intended with connective <laughs> tissue. Indeed. <laughs> well, I think it's um I mean, I'm very big on 
I mean, you know, now there's this whole markets developed around it, like different like movement patterns and Mm. You know, I think the, the guy has shared a couple things over the last years, but like where folks talk about like making sure you're able to get down in a squat, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like certain movements. Um, and I, I think that because even something that I've experimented with even this last month, I've been um, I've been culminating up to this last like two weeks. I've been putting, trying to put together the right package of regular activity for myself because I went through over the last really like eight years, I went through phase where I was cycling pretty regularly in the in the in the summer, spring, summer, fall, <clears throat> and then I was lifting, and I was I mean I was lifting like heavy, like I was working up to you know lift like you know deadlift for over four hundred pounds and all kinds of Work. you know stuff, and then I stopped, and I sort of meandered, and then I started doing capoeira because um, I wanted to get back into martial arts regularly. But within that, there's a place in there where I stopped doing some of the like stretching movement stuff the way I had been. And I and my own thought about my, even my knee pain is that because I stopped doing that stuff, the 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 potentiality that was already there for, for pain or discomfort elevated. Like it came up because I wasn't doing the other movement stuff that I'm doing, like stretches and rolls and and sitting on lacrosse balls and you know what I'm saying all kinds of things that you could do to keep you know keep you keep your stuff limber so you know I say that to say you know it's important to keep a, a personal discipline you know what I mean sometimes once you you know a modality that works for you like you know and, and you may stop <laughs> for no particular good reason you know it wasn't the pandemic yet this was before the pandemic but um if I could uh, lean on a um, a fairly new power born adage, uh, um, discipline works when motivation doesn't. You know, mm. so um, in the event that we're not motivated to get out there and run some miles, um, you know, discipline, which is a mental thing, but like, all right, let me at least get out here and do five um, five minutes of stretching. You know, mm. so. Um, that's something that I, I keep in mind regularly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one way of being accountable, keeping that quote in mind. Mm, dope. Well, I mean, I, I think it opens the door to my, my next uh, turn of phrase. I mean, as you and the research that you're doing, you know, with your doctoral work, like how, how has your experience been, you know, I mean, I, I, I've known a couple different family members and uh friends or or like you know i guess i guess say acquaintances that have been work that you know been in a doctoral program and i know how much work it is <laughs> in the case. Yeah. like where like how has that experience been you know with your work you know this year and these conditions and all of this man like what oh man it's been um it hasn't been the best and i just can be you know um honest about that it hasn't been the best because the pandemic has not allowed me to uh, have access to books and um, periodicals that I had pre-pandemic because I have about 80 different books on a library shelf in the Library of Congress. And I have, you know, been collecting these books since I began my studies. Um, so, you know, there was this whole idea, like, you know, me collecting these books and accessing them then having to pivot 
to accessing electronic journals and familiarizing myself with new information. You know, um, it may be the same topic, but now it's a different author, you know, so that part has been kind of um, disheartening, but it is what it is in regards of being in the pandemic. Um, I mean, uh, that has allowed me to, you know, be familiar with new information, but in regards of time, you know, it's just been, it, it hasn't been the best. It hasn't mm-hmm. been the best. You know, I am able to utilize my resources though, um, uh, regarding Howard, my university, Howard University having um, library systems where you can use something called ProQuest, which gives you access to all these academic mm, journals. You know, Google, Google Scholar, you know, it's useful, but after a while, there's not too much. It has its limitations, you know. So, so like I said, pre-pandemic, I had all this wealth of information at the Library of Congress. And now, you know, I'm just on this one computer with all these screens, you know, multiple, multiple screens. You know, whereas if I did have two, you know, desktops, I would be able to get my work done. And, you know, I'm real big on setting when I'm writing. Like, I like Mm -hmm. to certain spaces like i haven't been at the coffee shops like i used to be Mm -hmm. i'm going to get the expensive ethiopian coffee that i drink but you know i'm going to go find a space where i can actually write so that's where my uh part-time job at uh trinity uh university has been beneficial because after i get done teaching my courses which are virtually which were hybrid at first that's a whole nother story Mm -hmm. but um when I get done teaching there, I'm able to utilize the campus and, you know, go to my little office and, and get some writing done. But, um, yeah, the, the, the lack of resources regarding, um, tangible resources and, uh, the, the, the space issue with writing the location, all of that was kind of like, I didn't expect that when I first decided to do this program, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, so I mean, there's anything you shared about the Library of Congress, and and I I'm a one of the things I I like most about one I like libraries I like all libraries I think libraries are awesome um, they they're places that make me happy um, but the the I think one of the most valuable invaluable or valuable yeah valuable I think it's right right usage um on a college campus and is 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 a library and a real research library like where you can get journals you can get you know the extensive you know writings uh you know the, the subject matter that you might not find you know what i mean at your at your your county <laughs> your county branch yeah um, and, I, and it's I a whole different it's, level of intimacy yeah and I, and I, I don't think like when i hear people kind of for whatever reason, kind of poo-pooing the college experience. And one thing I'm like, I always think, like, have you ever been in a college library, man? There's so much stuff in there. Like, mm-hmm. if you if you want to go read on a topic, right? Now, not that reading is the end-all, be-all of information, but to me, it is, it is, it is especially in this society, it is a foundational piece of how ideas get codified, then how they get given, you know, a sense of legitimacy, 
Um, mm. There's also, there is, and this is something that why I sort of empathize with you if you're trying to put together pieces of data and not having be able to like, if you, to look at the the physical book, you know what I'm saying, that somebody printed, you know what I mean, with a, with a concept. We're looking, look at the journal and like turn the pages and like put arrows next to stuff and like sort of think yeah. like, cause I, I struggle with like, they're like, oh, well you can do this, you can annotate in the iPad. And I'm like, yeah, but then I gotta get the iPad and I gotta like put it in the iPad and I gotta do this. I gotta, if I just had a printout, <laughs> I could do my little notes here, then I could type, you know, whatever I'm gonna type or my thought, you know, in the other document where I'm maybe doing the, you know, whatever I'm writing about. Mm. Um, so I, 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 I was thinking about, and I was thinking about you with like working on, you know, putting together, you know, you know, and I don't know where you're at in the phase or the steps in your doctorate, um, your doc, you know, your dissertation. Are you at the mm. dissertation phase now? Or you- yeah, 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 I am. I'm, um, I'm actually going to be proposing soon. Um, I have about. I have about 55 to 60 pages, you know, um, complete. Uh, and, you know, the thing about it, which is like, it's a real small technical challenges. If you have a 60 page document and you got one screen, there's a lot of like, you know, scrolling, you know, <laughs> and even if you break up the chapters, my worst, my first chapter, which may be about, 30 something pages, you're still scrolling. So having the technology where you can see everything is very, um, is very useful. So if the university was open and I could use Howard University's iLab, it would be a lot more beneficial with me having my laptop there and these huge screens that they have. Um, so yeah, uh, over, but overall, it's still an amazing process of just uncovering knowledge and Mm -hmm. making meaning of knowledge, being that I have a passion about the content that I am researching and I am, you know, unpacking uh, all these different things about higher education. So that part is, um, it's amazing. It's, uh, it's, it's reaffirming in regards of the direction that I want to do. Um, in regards to just being an academic, like mm-hmm. it's very similar to like the feeling I get with my running. Like there's a positive charge okay. that has taken place after I have, you know, um, come to a conjecture about a certain topic. You know, I'm, just as I got that positive charges, I got to the third mile. And I'm like, all right, boom, I got two more miles to run. So um, those things have been rewarding as as I, um, you know, take a lens take a look at it from that lens. What would be something that if you could fast track it <laughs> to, to get mm-hmm. access to it again in, in, in these conditions, what would be something you would be like, man, if we could just get a little more energy around that, that you think would be a big help for you to, you know, to have that, like what would be the one or two things? Like, man, if we could fast track a way to make that accessible to me, like what would it be? What would be something that would really help you to, to, to get, you know, some of that access or tool space? <laughs> That you need. Well, you know, I'm one of those educators, like, you know, I could be at a hotel. I'm like, yo, y'all got teacher discounts? You know, so let, me, let me show you my educator card. I'm always, I'm not educator. <laughs> educator, you know. So to answer your question, like, um, I don't know if the Library of Congress has, you know, put out surveys to, you know, individuals who are main readers, meaning there's a space in the Library of Congress where there's the main reading room. And if you have that card, 
you can go and access that room. But mm. if you can't get in the building, it doesn't matter anyway. Right. So um, I think that, uh, um, I guess this is going back to what I said before, there's no real change left this policy, but if they could draft a, a policy or you know, some type of um, rules and regulations where um, um, individuals who have devoted some time in this particular space are able to access it. Because again, it was about the space as well. Like when I would go into the Library of Congress, you got a little section where you write at, you know, I look up, boom, there's James Lowen, who is the author of uh, Lies My Teacher Told Me. You know, he's, he's about um, three hours up from where I'm doing my work. One time I was in there, Bill Gates walked in. He walked in and walked out. He, he probably said, ah, I don't need anything. I'll buy everything in here. But, um, you know, but he walked in. And, <laughs> my word is born. I'm sitting there doing my work. I look up, I see Bill Gates. Me old $5. No, you know? right. <laughs> Your bell, let me hold sign. <laughs> yeah, he walked in. I looked, I was like, wow. And he walked back out. But there's just this, uh, there's just a certain type of capital of being in these, these, these spaces of learning where, you know, um, I can go and retrieve books and, you know, ask someone who's a library specialist about particular things, you know, but that part, um, the there's, there's been a divorce regarding my research, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, so, and I, I feel for, you know, uh, uh, graduate students who had, whose research can was with, you know, um, involved a laboratory that they can't access no more. Um, so yeah, that part, that part could really um, benefit those who are trying to further civilization regarding knowledge and research. Indeed. Yeah. So, um, so I don't, I don't want to hold you into the, into the, into the wee, wee, wee hours, but, um, you know, we, we and you have, have, have talked a lot about, um, writing, um, mm. Um, but but also writing in, in the context of like poetry and, and and prose and stories and yeah like what if anything man what is there anything on your on your list or on your mind that that we um we as in me <laughs> could could would, would be an interesting challenge maybe to to partake in um to 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 gain some understanding from this last year in a writing context is there something that we could maybe be thinking about doing. Oh man, that, that, that could be beneficial to, to people. Yeah, I read so many academic articles, um, listen to so many different scholarly talks. It it's kind of made me realize how much I've missed fiction. Hmm. It's made me um, realize how much plays have been a part of my life. I always go to plays. I haven't been to a play, you know. Um, uh, those things really excite me. Those are certain things. Uh, uh, those are certain mediums to be a storyteller that um, I really would like to engage in. In fact, the one place I have um, visited a lot during the pandemic has been an herb shop. It's called Blue Nile Botanicals, you know, different type of herbs they have you know uh chamomile they have damiana they have um uh peppermint all the different types of herbs you want mm -hmm. 
um, CMOS, you know, you like particular soaps, they have everything. But when I go there, it's a small little space. Every time I'm in there, I'm like, yo, this is a setting of a play, you know, because it's, it's ran by two black men. Actually, it's, it's owned by one black male, but there's two brothers who are always there. But when you're in there, you're waiting in line. There can be Christians in there. There can be uh, Muslims in there. There could be five percenters in there. There could be um, uh, uh, Sikhs in there. A wide range of people. But everyone's there in order to get health products. Mm. You know, and there's always something that's very noteworthy when you go in there. And when I leave there, I'm like, yo, man, I wish I could write a play about the things, the interactions that take place in this little um, botanical shop called Blue Now. So anyways, I say that to say uh, um, writing a play is something that uh, is really of interest to me. Yes, I'm a huge August Wilson fan. You know, that part of my life in high school, there were some interweavings of August Wilson into curriculums, you know, in regards to being culturally responsive. But um, playwriting is something that really um, is something I want to do. Uh, I think that post-pandemic, when people are out and about, you know, um, there's going to be the movies, of course, but I think that it would be a fine time for play going to be um, a part of people activity mm. and to see theatrics take place to convey a story of meaning, you know? So um, that's something that you and I could really dialogue about um, and then hear your interests. And we can just be thought partners about how our interest in writing uh, in five panel hats. Yes. I, I see you. I see what you're doing there. I didn't want. I was going. You know. I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to blow your head up too much. Yeah. I want you to. You know what I mean. But I see you. For the listening audience, I'm currently. I'm currently wearing a five panel hat that's made out of mud cloth. Uh, Justice Raji and I. Uh, you know, we uh have uh, based off his later leadership, have held five panel hats very near and dear to us. Indeed. You know, so um. But yeah, man, we can uh, definitely, uh, you know, um, uh, pick a time to really uh, come up with some ideas and, you know, utilizing that language we used before, come up with some structure and, and bring something to reality regarding even the short stories, but the idea of just being storytellers. Sure. All right. Well, I'm going to hold that and I'm going to hold myself accountable to, to share, you know, a couple things with you. Uh, that I got in the, in the in the stash, you know what I mean, to get some get some input, and maybe it bring, maybe it be something that'll bring some uh some uh, a moment of relief <laughs> or re- relaxation from 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 the from the heavy work that you're doing. Um, yeah, you know yeah. Because I think the you know one of the joys of of reading some fiction is 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 giving you some space between the world you know, for a second. And, and, and even if, you know, even if, I mean, I, I know some people, even if the subject matter is, is not necessarily like, oh, it's like a fantasy story. Like maybe it was, but just something where you can get engrossed in this story. Um, you know, it's not the same as watching a movie or watching a TV. Show. Yeah. It's a different thing. And, um, uh, 
and on 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 the five panel has things and now that done let my hair grow back i gotta i gotta do some re- i gotta get some bigger i got a big head you know what i mean and then when i get hair i gotta get bigger <laughs> hats so i'm, I'm uh, you know I'm, I'm on the prowl this summer you know what i mean for some new for some new hats so i'm you know i might be reaching out to you and the other thing i wanted to share with you that i did because um and i don't know if we're gonna be able to get all the way to it i might want to have uh well as i like to call it think of you the 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 the, the three the three patron uh patron leaders of, of, of fly fashion wear um yourself uh now divine and Jesse. Oh, thank you brother you know what i'm saying um because <laughs> i went through um oh just actually today because i was like i got you know i got suits so i'm like i need to sort out stuff because the stuff in here i don't really like wearing no more i'll never wear mm-hmm. it or i don't know if it fits right so i went and went on every sport coat that i had every you know suit that I have, which is not all that many for the listeners' sake. I mean, not I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, so I could make a cartoon myself because two things I'm going to take my son, Freedom, to get, uh, you know, like, you know, his first grown man suit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, sometime in the mm-hmm. next couple of weeks because he doesn't, um, you know, he's got some pieces and parts, but since he's sort of achieved the, like, you're more or less going to be this size, you know, unless you start getting extra brolic in the, in the gym. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be around this size <laughs> as an adult. Right, 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 you know what right. I'm saying? So get him, you know, an appropriate, you know what I'm saying? So he can, you know, he can, when he need one, he can, he can, he can show up the way he need to show up. And I was like, well, damn, do I need, what do I got in my closet? Do I need some of this stuff or some of this stuff? You know, you got something that's like, man, this look, this is, you know, I got a suit that's like, this is shit, shoot, it's older than the kids. I think it's old, at least it's older than freedom. <laughs> And you know, when I got I gotta ask myself, am I ever gonna wear that suit again? And maybe I am, maybe I won't. You know what I mean? But if you don't put mm-hmm. it on the check, you know what I mean? And it's, it's sort of the uh the idea you don't really know what you got sometimes, so you take inventory, you know what I mean? So like yeah, one in more ways than one, but you know what I mean, you gotta go and go like, well, let me actually look at what I'm talking about, you know what I mean? And um, and so it's just I would say something that's coming out of this pandemic year for me is you know, taking inventory of the things that I keep around and what things I decide, you know, either should be shared or should be replaced. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, part of that is with clothes. Um, mm-hmm. And another phase of that is with books, which you can't see, but over here to the left, my books is all still in boxes. I have bookshelves in here yet. But, um, you know, I was part of me is like, do I need to have all of these books? Some of these books yeah. might be able to be best to share with somebody. You know what I mean? What's right, your- right. I just want to take a meaningful pause uh, when you say, uh, do I need these books? Even with the whole suits thing, like you said, do I need these suits? Like, what is the, and this is an enduring question. We can conclude, but we can just put a pin <laughs> in this. But what is the role of suits doing virtual engagement? Like, you know, even like, um, you know, uh, with, I don't know if you've been following like the, uh, the stock wars, like with, you know, um, Reddit and then versus the suits, like the suits kind of like represents mm. like, you know, these, these older gentlemen, you yeah, know, yeah, and, and as we, Wall Street types. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now like we're, we're, we're virtual learning, like, you know, um, what is the suit companies even going to, cause you know, I've had this extensive relationship with Brooks brothers as an ambassador and an associate, but it's like, They've closed down, you know. So uh, as we move forward with this post-pandemic, what is the the uh, 
what is the um, existence of the suit going? What's going to happen? We could put a pin in that, but it's just yeah. a thought, you know. Yeah, well, I, I was saying I'd like to return the thing about because that's part of what I was processing even with Coach. I'm like, there, there's a part of me that, well, put it like this, right? There's sometimes when I when I know I got meetings and and things, and it's like. There's days where I'm like, man, I don't know if I should wear it. I feel like I need something with a little more structure than a t-shirt. I mean, just oh, right, right, right. I mean, with how I'm looking on this camera mm. and and trying to think, am I being perceived in a way like like I've all just to give you a sense for me, what I've even had to do to be effective in my work, I've had to actually um, add a day where I go to our office because I, I usually have to go to like take packages and things back and forth because you know logistics of, of movement of uh how we get stuff to clients but I was like I need some separation from mm. my house <laughs> oh right right, like, right. And, and not just like like mentally physically like I need the like the meditative reality that like I am not in my house I'm in this other place where I go do work for a couple little bit of time and I think sometimes with clothing and attire there is something to, I need to shift how I see myself in, in this situation. Now, I don't know if the suit is, it has to, I think, I think we, I think the suit has earned a, a deeper, longer conversation, but I mm. think some contemplative thought about like, what does it, I mean, one, you, you can't, you know, as, as people will say that the people <laughs> say they got, you know, uh, oh, they actually will be in a, Jessica thought about the mullet outfit where you got a part a business up top at a party below. Like we can't yeah. tell that you got, you know, me and, and some people can do that. They can put on like a, a shirt with a collar and tuck it into their sweatpants and feel totally comfortable. But I feel like I'm lying. <laughs> like so if I put on the tie and the shirt shirt, I gotta put the pants on. Like, right, right, like right, I can't right. be in there with you know what I'm saying. With, you know, I got I, I found I found these great yoga I guess, pants from the from the from the outlet store. That these are uh, prana like yoga rock climbing pants. They're fantastic. I got a couple. Yeah, fantastically comfortable and great for training and exercise. I I can't. I can wear them with a half zip sweater, and mm-hmm. feel fine. If I tried to put on a like a button down shirt and put a, a, I would feel like I'm lying to everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's very weird. I'm trying to figure it out. Quite frankly, right, right, right. Um, <laughs> but I think it's one of them things as a, as a juxta, just something I think that'd be very interesting to come back to is like what does it mean to show up in person and what are the things that you should bring with you, you know, when this time, when when we can be in person more often, you know what I mean? What does, Mm -hmm. and then with that, you know, there is, you know, there there still is a place for suits. I mean, there's some, there's some, you know, people, there's flash mob brothers in Atlanta they they go, I don't know, everybody got the suits off, brothers got suits on. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but it's, 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 that's, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out, guys. (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we should come back to it. You know yeah, I mean? we should. I said we got to put a pin in that. Yeah, word, word. So, um, well, one, let me say and let me express my profound thank you for coming and sharing. You know, and add on. You know, what I mean, oh, to thank our you engagement, God, I really appreciate it. Um, I am going to encourage folks. Uh, you know, what I mean, is there anything? that you just want to say, you know, for the good of the, the order or share with people before I, before I wrap us up. Um, you know what I mean? Until the next time we meet. Yeah. Uh, I probably want to say, um, do not let school interfere with education and health is wealth. Indeed. So with that, 
I say peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Ask Your Old Head podcast with Justice Raji. Thank you to my guest, Divine Culture. Uh, you can find out more or, or, or follow up on our conversation by, um, you know, sharing this this podcast. Uh, you can check the show notes. There may be some some links to some of the things and matters we discuss. We'll see. Uh, for everybody out there that is, you know, struggling with with the education system, either as a parent, as a participant, as a provider, or a service, uh, as a teacher, as a classified staff, what have you, you know, I, I wish you the best, and um, hopefully something within our conversation was uh, useful or helpful or I don't know, positive in some way. Uh, you can support the podcast itself uh, by sharing by rating subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts um, also by becoming a patron on patreon uh, for a small monthly contribution you help me offset the cost <laughs> that it costs me to, to put this all together and to keep being creative in this space uh, as one is able to travel more i will be adding hope to add more um you know more images more pictures you know of my guests and of the subject matter that we cover when we come together any all things, uh, as always, you know, be safe, be wise, and take the best part for yourself. Thank you for listening again. Peace. <laughs>